0: Where people will also perceive payroll, I think, sometimes is this sort of it's an administrative function. Yes, it's absolutely mission, mission critical, but not necessarily an area where it can add value into the employee process or the employee life cycle, employer value proposition. So I think what this is all about really is these innovations that we've just talked about are fundamentally about Improving the employee experience, improving the level of engagement, enabling them to understand their pay and have more control over their pay.
1: Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow.
2: Welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. Hello to all of you lovely payroll listeners. Of course, my name is Nick Day. I'm CEO of JGA Recruitment, a specialist payroll recruitment firm, and I'm also the host of this wonderful podcast, which of course you can find on iTunes, Spotify, and our very own website, jgarecruitment.com, as well as across all other major podcast channels. Now, today I am joined by Simon Bocca, who, after 16 years, immersed in the highs and lows of HR and Payroll Tech as COO and Chief Growth Officer at Fourth Hospitality, which he helped grow from five to over 1,200 staff in the UK, UAE, and USA. He has now left in 2020 to realize his dream of launching his own business called Pay Captain. Now, Pay Captain pleasures to improve the payroll process and the employee payroll experience and it does that by embracing the latest technologies, banking capabilities and the best strategies for employee financial well-being and I promise you all there'll be a lot more about that later in the podcast. Now Simon is passionate about tech, he's passionate about putting the employee first, front and centre so I'm delighted to welcome Simon today to the payroll podcast. How are you feeling Simon and welcome to the show.
0: Hello, Nick. Uh, well, thank you very much. I'm really, really pleased to uh, to be on this podcast with you. So, thank you for asking me. I'm, I'm very grateful.
2: Absolute pleasure. Now, of course, you have over 20 years experience developing payroll technologies where you've had first-hand experience at seeing the world of payroll evolve. So, what I'd love to do is, you know, we're seeing the world being innovative. What does being innovative really means, specifically for the payroll function? I'd love to know that from someone with your technological expertise.
0: Well, I think innovation, certainly over the last 20 years when in my previous worlds, people were innovating or believing innovation in payroll was all about doing things that saves time, doing things to make things quicker, cheaper, and perhaps need less human beings in the, in the payroll processing function. But innovation now, there's so much more opportunity out there for innovating in, the, in a payroll function. And I think specifically, those could be things adding more value around core HR KPIs, for example, increasing staff retention rates, increasing staff engagement and, and satisfaction. Payroll departments can innovate to enable a broader range of capabilities and services that they provide to their employees, or perhaps improving their SLAs to their employees. And yes, of course, everybody wants payroll to be more accurate and more precise all all the time. And there's definitely more opportunities around, around that sort of thing as well. But really, Payroll is one of those things that hasn't necessarily been on brand or aligned with company values in, in in the past. It's been seen as this administrative function that, of course, is highly mission critical and essential to every company that that has employees. But the opportunity now to enable the employer brand to embrace the payroll process, I think, is really is really possible now. With everything that's been happening in the world recently, understanding what the sort of new normal is going to be, and people's approach to work has just changed so much, whether that's because of not going into offices or having much more flexible working arrangements, there is a real need now for payroll to think about innovation and to adopt some of these latest technologies
2: I totally agree. I think it's something that, you know, I've been banging the drum quite a lot recently talking about how now that pay will have more more data at their fingertips, more data at their disposal. They can use that creatively. You know, they should be looking to innovate. We, You know, the, the, the employee now has become the consumer and it's all about engagement. But let me play a little bit of devil's advocate and challenge you slightly then, Simon, because... Maybe payroll people listening to this will say it's easy for me, in particular as a recruiter, I don't process payrolls, or even easy for you as an innovator on the technological side to say payroll people should be doing more. Yes, they should be using the data more. They need to, you know, think about more about the employee experience. But they may also be thinking, you know, when do we have the time? You know, we've got legislation changing daily, particularly at the moment with COVID-19 legislation and and, and the furlough scheme always changing as well. They may have experienced payroll transitions in the past, which have been real time steals, again, taking them away from their day-to-day responsibilities of keeping a payroll accurate. So let me ask you this, if I may, and I know I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate here, but is there really scope and time for payroll professionals to be innovative? Should that innovation fall on their shoulders as their responsibility?
0: Well, you're definitely right. There are a lot of barriers to payroll teams innovating. And as you said, that, uh, you know, all of this recent legislation change and also lots of HR policy changes. So, the payroll departments are already having to do a lot of change, and but it's reactive change in many many instances. You know the coronavirus job retention scheme and having to adapt to that, and all sorts of other things like IR thirty five as well. These are these are changes that have put a lot of pressure on payroll departments to react. But unfortunately, some of those changes are, although they're mission critical and essential, they haven't been changes that sort of radically change the experience for the for the employee or generally improving the payroll process. But there are, are many other barriers, really. In particular, I think, you know, payroll people are exceptionally busy. There's quite often a, a lack of resource or, and certainly, you know, people not sitting around with time to think about what to innovate. There's also quite a lot of fear around changing things in the payroll process. You know, if it's not broke, you know, why fix it? You know, a lot of people will have, you know, real horror stories about changing payroll providers. And, you know, traditionally and historically, there used to be real challenges with, with, with doing that. And because it's such a mission-critical part of the business and where precision is really required, words like creativity and innovation are sometimes not aligns with payroll and, you know, those two words don't necessarily come together. There's quite often a low desire to change. It's the natural position to sort of stick with with, with what you know and as well as that with with many previous investments and complicated integrations the payroll software might be embracing is also quite scary really to think about, you know, disrupting any of those things. And especially when there's so many other things going on, so many competing priorities, the HR function typically will be focused on also driving a lot of change within the business and again, specifically now. So... It's very difficult to find the time to innovate and also know what to innovate with. You know, one of the other challenges that we see is that there really is very little imagination or new stuff coming out from existing payroll providers. Of course, there's some really exciting new companies around that focus on the cloud and focus on a really nice user experience for for payroll administrators, but nothing really over... For such a long period of time, it's really changed the payroll experience. And that's where I think there's a, there's a real opportunity for companies and payroll departments to overcome some of these barriers to, to innovation. You know, consider each of the barriers that I sort of just talked about quite carefully and, and put together the arguments to change and ensure that it's compelling enough and can drive a really good return on investment and add more value to, to the company.
2: I think you've hit the nail on the head at the end there. It's about adding value to the company. And I I totally agree. And I know I gave you that devil's advocate question. But the reality is, if we don't change, then we're not going to raise the profile of payroll any more than where it is at the minute. We're going to need to change, adapt, and evolve if we really want to raise the profile. And to do that, we need to improve the employee experience. And we need to be able to use the data at our fingertips to help drive organizational objectives and changes and success stories. But I know that you've got quite a lateral way of looking. In my view, anyway, a lateral way of looking at potential innovations for the payroll function. You mentioned a couple of things there. One was, you know, maybe managers, for example, have had a bad experience with uh, a transition in the past. Do you think that the advancements in technologies, which uh, let's be honest, are, are rapidly, rapidly advancing quicker than some of the skills you know required to to actually work the systems? It's moving so fast. It's made those transitions better now? Is it easier to go through a pair transition in today's world than it was maybe two, three, four years ago if someone was considering a change? So I guess that's my first question. But I'd also like to lead to a second question, which is, so I understand that if in order for people to innovate, they may say they haven't got time. But then we also know if they make the time, it will might save them time later on. That's kind of the point of the innovation. So yes, you've got to find time now and that's difficult. But if you make these changes, actually, this could save you huge amounts of time in the longer term what kind of innovations do you think payroll people can be thinking about then to really improve the process and can you give me any examples
0: sure okay well uh, first question about um, is it easier to change now than it than it used to be you know 10 10 years ago A- absolutely you know the hmrc real time integration process has really helped with with this, that those files that are created for every pay run can now be used as part of the onboarding and implementation process for, you know, doing the full balancing of, of, of payrolls. So, that's taken, a, you know, de-risks a huge amount of the pain of of, of onboarding into a new payroll system. And then really with many systems now being much more open and the availability of data and the, and the processes and validation routines that can be done, it does make it things a lot easier now to ensure a really safe, smooth transition for, from one system to, to another. But it is very dependent on, on the type of technology and, and obviously a good, good project plan to do that. And then I guess the second part of your question around, you know, what is innovation? You know, how can payroll teams innovate and what would they innovate with? You know, when I think about this, I definitely think about it in sort of two buckets really. There's there's innovation that will benefit employees, and there's innovation that will benefit the employer um, or and specifically the payroll department. So to talk about the employees, first of all, which is what, you know, I'm really, really passionate about is is creating a payroll experience, the experience of, of getting paid. Again, on the basis, it's one of life's most important things to have a job and, and get paid for it. Payroll departments have got such a big responsibility to, you know, to do that well, to do that accurately, to do it on time but also to make it on brand and to make it in line with the way people live their lives today. So, the first thing that I wanted to say around, you know, this employee part is is really the opportunity to embrace faster payments. So, faster payments have been around for quite a while now, but many payroll operations haven't been able to, you know, take advantage of that functionality and there's all sorts of reasons for that. And there's definitely a lot more sort of compliance and red tape, certainly if you're outsourcing it. But the opportunity with faster payments is specifically for employees is that there's the potential to you know, receive payments outside of the normal payroll processing cycle there's the opportunity to send you know, faster payments to non-traditional bank accounts as well. So whether that's to, to credit cards or to loan companies or other, other third parties with a, with an appropriate reference number for the uh, beneficiaries. And with combined with some other functionality, which I'll mention in a moment, this is where I think employees can take some more control of their pay and be able to access some of their pay or pool some of their pay in different ways. So, leading on to that, it's around, there's something called e-money regulations, which um, is part of the whole improvement to the banking industry, where money can be pooled that belongs to to employees, and pay can be sent to e-money accounts, and that can be used for for savings or splitting some of pay in line with how the employee would like to receive their pay. So this is an area where people can, you know, help create a rainy day fund perhaps or they could have a um, a, a savings pot that they're trying to you know, put together for, you know, a holiday or just a fund of money that's separate from their main bank accounts, maybe separating some money that doesn't get into their joint account at the end of every month. So e-money accounts, I think, is an interesting piece because um, there's all sorts of opportunities around that, or creating a Christmas fund, or a pool of money that um, uh, staff welfare fund, and this sort of thing. So companies can be really think around how they can use these e- e-money accounts. I think mobile technology has obviously we're all using mobiles on a, on a day-to-day basis. We're all receiving push notifications endes- endlessly and using QR codes. This is also an area where I think, um, you know, there's room for innovation in the payroll area. An example of that can be, you know, combined with faster payments, you know, if an employee has received a bonus halfway through, through the month, they could then have that prompted to their phone to ask them, you know, what would you like to do? You know, congratulations, you've received your, your bonus. Would you like it to be sent to your account right now? Do you want it to be sent to your savings account? Do you want to send it to a charity or split it into a charity um, or just wait until the end of the month if you can't decide what to do? And those are sorts of things where, you know, enabling payroll to be more in tune with actual individuals. And. The experience of receiving a commission payment or a bonus payment, and really the opportunity of thinking how the employee feels when they've been notified that they get that and having the chance to receive that money instantly is um could be great and similar to that on on maybe expenses as well, just another example you know as soon as you've you've incurred an expense and paid it on your credit card and your managers approved it. Why shouldn't that be then notified you immediately, you know, your, your expense payment has been approved. Where would you like to send the money um, and send it straight to your, the credit card that you used? So those are just a couple of areas where I think that um, faster payments combined with mobile technology can create a different experience for, for um, getting paid
2: you mentioned mobile tech in, in quite a lot of detail there something and maybe this is already happening and maybe the of managers out there can drop me a message if you're already doing this maybe you're you're already ahead of the curve but what about the the, the communication and messaging channels then can you know we're so used to talking about payroll people only ever receiving complaints about pay, right? They very rarely get calls to say, Hey, you got my pay right this month, thank you so much. And typically, the inquiries they do get will always be by the traditional communication methods, which will be telephone or by email. Do you see the future then? Because let's be honest, it's very rare any of us are away from our mobile phones for any real length of time these days. We kind of live and breathe through our mobiles now and our smartphones. Do you see the future then as well of of payroll communications being through sort of similar uh, mobile-based channels and WhatsApp, uh, maybe in-app or or video-type channels? Or is that already happening perhaps? I'm not too sure.
0: Well, definitely. Um, I definitely do because, um, yes, the traditional way is phone or email or maybe some sort of ticketing system in the company intranet. So I do think there is a real opportunity to embrace you know things like WhatsApp um, and also video messaging. And now, especially as we're so much more used to, you know, using Zoom and this sort of thing. And also the technology now does allow for, for, for this. You know, call centers or payroll operations teams, um, payroll service teams, you can easily interact now with WhatsApp and video and have, have it all beautifully logged in case management systems and, and that sort of thing. And that I was going to mention that from, on the employer piece as well where, Uh, integrated telephony and integrated case management with payroll solutions can absolutely speed up the, the entire process and enable payroll professionals to communicate really easily and with a modern messaging or modern method of communication rather than that sort of old email style way of of having to communicate and the delays associated with that. So having a little bit more on-demand communication between payroll teams and their employees, I, I really believe in
2: Excellent. Now, you mentioned, of course, that you were going to split it into two things. I may, may have cut it off. I did apologies. I was, I was keen to ask that question. You've talked a little bit about some of the innovative things that uh, payroll people can think about for employees. You've just mentioned then that communication and messaging was something you were going to talk about for employers. What other ways can payroll people innovate then from an employer's perspective?
0: Well again uh, just to mention faster payments again replacing the legacy 3 day backs processing cycle there's there's obvious benefits to that being able to be a bit more you know a lot more agile on on making payments to employees, whether that necessarily changes the payroll approval cycle, you know, that that may not be the case and aligned with other payroll processes, et cetera. But having the opportunity to get money to people quickly with faster payments that are integrated as part of the payroll solution, I think can be one of the key things, and benefits of of innovation um, in this area. So many people now have either moved to the cloud or, or considering a move to the cloud and all of the benefits that that can bring and, you know, significantly reducing the cost of payroll processing. But also now, the you know, open APIs with these cloud technology providers is really key. So enabling data to go in and out of payroll systems in a really robust and secure way. Um, uh, way means that well there's lots of benefits and and depending on the integration but you know the movement of data um, and the the interaction with payroll data whether that's for reporting or dashboards or being able to get more rewards information and benefits information straight into the payroll but of course that's about time saving and but it really is much more about having great processes that improve accuracy and then ultimately enable really good analytics and reporting and dashboards for payroll professionals so that they can really understand what's going on in the organization. You know, whether that's pay gap reporting and all the different elements associated with pay gap reporting and being able to sort of look at this data and be more strategic of making decisions and being able to pinpoint into areas that need focus. And again, in this area, there's so much around, you know, prompting people with the information they need. So rather than having to think about, oh, I should run that report at the end of the month, these dashboards or these insights can be prompted to payroll professionals so they can take action when they need to without having to trawl through loads of loads of reports. And I think it really is sort of a bit linked to that, um, you know, the whole piece around AI. And there's still quite a lot of confusion about what does that actually mean. And what I see this can really improve or help with in the payroll function is to improve accuracy and improve process compliance. So, AI can analyze data and it can find potential issues with data in in the payroll process. And it also can guide and suggest for specific actions to be done around data to ensure that people do get paid properly. So we are using AI specifically to do those two things, to ensure the quality, not only of just individual payments and deductions and Certain calculations, but also to ensure that everything is done effectively as part of the pay run, pay run cycle and I think this is an area that will only get bigger and add real value so that actually payroll professionals can be using brilliant analytics and dashboards to have better conversations, whether with HR and finance and and uh, leadership of of an organization to drive better pay strategies and reward strategies and, And adding more value into the organisation.
2: I have to say, I mean, people will know this for me already. It's something that I think is absolutely critical for raising the profile of payroll in the future. Is taking advantage of the analytics at their disposal and using that creatively, using that to help drive, you know, and support organisational objectives at board level, or whether that's with, as you say, with HR, finance, or other other areas of a business. Something I'll be interested to know um, from yourself, Simon. You've worked as a COO. You've worked at that level. If I'm a payroll manager. Listening to this at the minute and go, okay, I take everything on board. I want to innovate, I want to adapt, I want to evolve, I want to introduce some of the things Simon's talking about there. Maybe I've got some of my own ideas. But where do I start? Who's who are the stakeholders typically that would hold the purse strings to some of these changes that would allow these changes to go through? Should I be going and speaking to my HR director, my finance director? Is it bigger than that? Should I go and approach my CEO and say, look, this is where the payroll department can really add value? What would be the next stage you would recommend if I'm listening to this and going, okay, I'm ready to make some changes, where do I start?
0: Well, I think this definitely does depend on the organisation that, that, that you're in. And just back when we were talking about some of those barriers where people are quite scared sometimes about, about payroll because of how important it is and where people will also perceive payroll i think sometimes is this sort of it's an administrative function yes it's absolutely mission mission critical but not necessarily an area where it can add value into the employee process or the employee life cycle employer value proposition so i think what this is all about really is these innovations that we've just talked about are fundamentally about Improving the employee experience, improving the level of engagement, enabling them to understand their pay and have more control over their pay, be more part of the process of being paid. so I think that that it's important to really articulate the other KPIs that these innovations are going to benefit which traditionally as I said earlier the, you know payroll innovation has been about trying to do things quicker and cheaper with with less people the opportunity now is to drive more change bigger change across the whole organization and that's what this innovation can do so i do think it's about working in partnership with hr specifically and finance to create the compelling case that either we need some more resource in order to be able to do these things or we need to convince the IT function that this is actually a very glamorous project um, and it is safe to do it and educate them on how payroll processing works and why these changes are important. And the the benefit to the employees, and therefore the benefit to the organisation. So I think it's a team effort, really, with the, with HR right at the forefront, but then finance and, and IT being real supporters of change and the and the benefits of of, of the innovation.
2: Excellent. Well, there you have it. Uh, listeners, you've got a platform and a foundation there to create your next project plan, should you wish to uh, to innovate within your function. Well, listen, we're going to jump to a quick advert break. But when we come back, we're going to find out more about the part payroll can play when it comes to supporting employee financial well-being. So stay tuned.
1: Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Welcome back. So, Simon.
2: In many companies, let's be honest, payroll can be quite a struggle. It can be disconnected. Uh, The legacy tech doesn't always add value. It doesn't always work for the way people live their lives today. We've talked a little bit about some of those elements already. Now, with the launch of your new system, which is PayCaptain, you are hoping to provide a payroll and financial wellness solution that really tackles the heart of these problems. So, I'd like, if you can, just to tell me a little bit more about the tech and the thinking that's gone into this solution. And also just tell our listeners a bit about how it can both improve the payroll function. And also, of course, the most important thing I know from your side, which is the employee payroll experience.
0: Thank you, Nick. I um, Yes, we've created PayCaptain to bring together payroll, banking capabilities, um, and financial well-being. Because Payroll, you know, as we've talked about, as you've mentioned, can be disconnected in an organization. And sometimes this legacy technology just doesn't, you know, support a great way for people to receive their pay. You know, money gets paid into their account in the middle of the night. Pay slip gets produced that so many people don't, don't look at. And I believe just that should, that whole experience and that process has got the opportunity to be so much better and be be aligned with, with company values. I think payroll has always been this um part of the employer value proposition and the employee life cycle that hasn't had the opportunity to be on brands before, be aligned with with, with values. And that's what I really wanted to, to do with, with Pay Captain. And specifically, you know, financial well-being is a buzzword at, at the moment, but it's also really really important and the the evidence is compelling for organizations to understand employee financial wellness and the impact it can have on on their workforce so there's a there's a huge amount of statistics and research out there that many people will have seen whether it's from Ernst Young, Close Brothers, CIPD, it's there And there's some striking information in in there. So Close Brothers, their report from last year, something like 86% of employers believe that staff worry about money and it affects their performance at work. And then in that same survey, finding that 94% of UK employees admit to worrying about money. And of those, 77% say that money worries do impact them at work. And there's a lot of calculation around the cost of poor financial health in an organisation that affects absenteeism, presenteeism, productivity, and staff retention. And salary finance. Their report it talks around a third. That's a cost of thirteen to seventeen percent of total payroll costs. So the evidence around this is compelling. For organisations, for you know, the leadership of organisations, to take note and to understand whether employee financial well, well-being is having or financial stress is having an impact in in their organisation, and what they can then do about it.
2: Sorry, I, I think you're about to answer the question I was about to ask, but which is so. What can payroll? You know, what why do you think payroll departments then are are, are best placed to support? financial wellness activities i know this is something that you're passionate about with pay caps and maybe i think i suspect this is probably what you were just about to say before i jumped in yeah. but it'd be great if you could explain you know how you see payroll departments um, t- playing a role in this
0: well i think from a from a company perspective first of all actually there's i think there's four key things that companies can do to support their employees first of all it's about education we know and the research suggests that so many people do struggle to understand money in, in general, whether that's you know, really complicated pension schemes and whether the coronavirus job retention scheme payments or tax and national insurance and how to manage money effectively. So there's a huge amount of information and advice out there whether that's the money and pension service, some of the debt charities and a huge amount of information on on social media and some great accounts out there that are really helping to educate people. So signposting or providing financial education inside the organisation I think is the first priority. The second priority for companies is to provide some sort of tooling or, ca- or features that enable people to manage their money. So whether that's a money budgeting tool or a you know a facility to understand your pension pot, or the facility to access you know some emergency cash before you've accrued it. Those sorts of things can help financial well-being of the employees, but it's an actual tool. It's something they can do to help improve their financial resilience. The third thing I think companies should do is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, to incentivize their financial well-being in the organization. So, again, there's all sorts of things that can, can be done there, and helping employees take control of their pay that they're earning from their from the company. And then lastly, I think there's a real need to measure financial wellness within an organization so that also you can pinpoint where the challenges are because it isn't uniform and it may not be where you may expect financial stress to be sitting in your organization. There's a research to show that it does affect all salary buckets. It adversely affects certain demographics of gender or race or disability and and region. So it's important to be able to pinpoint where financial stress lies within your organization, listen to employees, and then be able to track that over time so that your financial wellness um, initiatives are actually making improvements to to people's lives and KPIs within within the company. But specifically, payroll departments. Um, ultimately, you know, payroll people are probably the most trusted people in in an organisation. We know that they're numerically literate and highly capable, and probably people that are actually themselves very good at man- managing their money. And of course, because it's payroll, they're they're immediately the most relevant people to potentially support with financial wellness initiatives and activities in, in, in a company. So again, I think what I've seen historically is sometimes payroll functions, whether that's in-house or outsourced providers, you know, payroll professionals or uh, administrators, when they're processing payroll, they're they're creating pay slips, they're processing the pay. But I think there is an opportunity for those people to think more around you know not creating pay slips and processing payments but actually fulfilling a exceptionally important role of putting money in in people's hands and therefore could offer more services around that and be more supportive, be more helpful around people being able to manage their hard-earned money that they've just received from their company. Now, again, all of this goes back to some of those challenges we talk, talked about with, with innovation, you know, and resource is a major factor there, and training. So, broadening the role of a payroll function to encompass some financial well-being type initiatives is obviously another investment in an organisation, but it's an investment in an organisation that companies should consider and should understand. And I think that the organisations that do put these controls in place—oh, sorry, not controls; these um, these initiatives in place, whether that's within the payroll function or or, or not—do see positive benefits. Do see improved staff retention and do see improved employer satisfaction as as well.
2: For me, listening to this, it almost seems. I mean, for those that know me personally, though, I'm quite passionate about supporting those with who are suffering from mental health uh, conditions. Anyway, due to, to due to my own experiences, but I it almost seems strange that. This hasn't been identified earlier within paywall, that companies haven't considered financial wellness on a more critical priority scale, if you like. And 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 why these some of these things haven't been thought about before. I mean, I guess it's amazing that better late than never cliche, really, that that it's being thought about now, and it's a, a certainly from paycap's perspective I think it's a phenomenal aspect of your software to be able to support financial well-being in such a way because you're absolutely right the statistics don't lie and finance has such a major impact on mental well-being that if we can get that element right and we, we're going to end up with a much more engaged happy workforce that's you know that isn't affected by some of the issues that you've, you've discussed and it just seems strange to me and I've you know I've been in payroll recruitment now for nearly 20 years and yet it hadn't even occurred to my myself that why aren't we linking financial wellness to payroll a little bit more? But it seems to be now, as you say, a bit of a buzzword right now, and rightly so. I think some of the work that you've mentioned there, some of the innovations you've discussed about where companies can support their employees is absolutely on point. Um, And I think it's absolutely relevant and, and brilliant that you brought that to the show today, Simon. So I really do appreciate you talking about that in such detail, because sometimes people can overlook it, and we can gloss over some of these elements. But the reality is, if we can really improve financial wellness for people, it's going to make a huge impact on people's lives. And, um, you know, we know with COVID, anxieties are you know at their maximum level right now, and people are struggling. So I think it's a fantastic thing that um, that you're highlighting there. And, and I do think employers and payroll departments, hopefully in the future, can do a lot more to support it. With that in mind... And obviously with the the eyes that you have for innovation, the eyes that you have for the future of payroll and tech, I would love it, if you may, if, if you could just summarise how you see the future of payroll.
0: Well, I do th- see there being these big barriers that we talked about uh, earlier on that that need to overcome. But the opportunity is there to to innovate and the opportunity to improve the financial wellness of the employee workforce is there as well. So I'm hoping very much that organizations can do this and really embrace some of these technologies that are that are out there, where other sectors like banking in particular have really done that. And that's where I see payroll really has got this opportunity to now embrace these technological advancements, to add more value in their organization, be more strategic, support their employees better, and sort of morph into this sort of new world This new normal, the new approach to work to add more value and really improve some of those core KPIs around people and retention and engagement and satisfaction. And ultimately, the payroll process has got the opportunity to make their company a better place. Make their staff more engaged and improve the financial well-being of them as well. So there's a big opportunity to innovate. It's a big opportunity to embrace financial wellness, and I think this will make the experience of getting paid something that's fit for the modern world.
2: Excellent. Well, I think we've taken that full circle. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna open the vault here for you, Simon, and I know that listeners are going to be intrigued to uh, to hear what you've got to say
1: entering the vault
2: what's one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now
0: keep calm and carry on i guess with with all of the <laughs> with everything going on it's a it's a difficult time for sure but doing such a brilliant job with getting keeping the country paid just keep calm and look after yourself really i think is the biggest piece of advice i would say
2: Perfect. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be?
0: For me, this is all about, you know, making the technological change to put employees in control of their pay and help people you know, understand their pay better and, and modernise that process.
2: I suspected that might be where your answer led, because I know that's the dream you've had in launching PayCaps in the first place, which is exactly the problem that you're trying to solve, which is, you know, I probably could have predicted that, but it's a brilliant answer nonetheless. In hindsight, what's one thing you now know that you wish you had known when you began your career in payroll technology?
0: Well, one of the key issues that I see really now is that payroll is complicated and, it hasn't ever been really articulated brilliantly for, from an employee perspective. So things like pensions as, as, as well, it's so confusing. It's this sort of mysterious thing that has never been articulated properly. People don't understand what their pension pots are. Many people don't understand you know what their tax calculations or national insurance calculations are and how to budget. And I think that that's the big opportunity, or oh, I wish – It was better 20 years ago that it was much more helpful, much more easier to consume and to understand your pay and your benefits better. And I think um, technology could have done that historically, but it, it didn't.
2: I think that's a fantastic response and a great way to finish today's podcast. We've gone full circle. So thank you so much, Simon Bock, for joining me today on the Power Podcast. Of course, if people do want to connect with you online, where would you recommend they go? Where can they find out more about the PayCaptain solution?
0: Well, thank you, Nick. That's kind. The the PayCaptain website is paycaptain.com and uh, my email is simon at paycaptain.com
2: and I will of course add a link to your LinkedIn profile as well if people want to reach out through that platform. So listen, remember everyone, if you have a payroll related vacancy you would love some specialist payroll recruitment support with, please do reach out to me directly at nick at jgarecruitment.com or give me or my team a call 01727 800 377. Just leaves me to say another huge thank you to Simon for joining me today. Thank you, my great listeners, for joining me again on this podcast and I look forward to bringing you all the next episode of the payroll podcast real soon take care of yourselves and each other till next time
1: thank you so much for tuning into the payroll podcast with nick day of jga recruitment if you need help with a current payroll vacancy then please get in touch with nick and his team all contact details can be found in the episode notes In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.